Welcome back. Just the tip off the NBA podcast that did not get traded mid game. Yikes. Yeah, there's been a lot of shady shit going on lately. Mm. Um, so today, uh, we have a pretty exciting lineup of things to talk about. We literally 10 minutes ago just watched the All Star draft. Um, it was about 10 minutes long, 20 if you count the sh- shooting the shit, a- shit afterwards. And I really liked that. I hope it's something they keep doing every year. They like, can stand on it. They oh my god, they, they, they make it a lot more fun. If they I, did it like a if they did it on All Star weekend and did it like a schoolyard draft where like everyone was there and got to plead their case. Again, I think I think I think this what's happening is I think you call the All Stars out. They are like on the court, all stand in a circle, and they do that pick ten minutes before tip off, and then boom, you're playing basketball like yes. straight up yeah. backyard basketball. You pick, you play. But, I think that would be. Really Really cool. This this is officially my favorite um like all stars uh thing that any sport does. They do it really well. I also I also used to think that well the all star game has no stakes. I used to can't believe I used to say it, but I'm gonna give props to baseball, my least favorite sport to watch on TV. That thing about the baseball all star game is it actually counts for something because when yeah. American League or National League wins gets home field advantage in the World Series, which I think is cool. Make it count. Yeah, but um, also now they're playing for a million dollar donation to charity of the Captain's Choice, which I, I thought was really cool. Like that. Um, Giannis is doing a food bank from uh, Greece, and LeBron is doing the I Promise School. You think so the uh, he, was that what it was? It, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was the I Promise School. If it wasn't the I Promise School, it was some, it was some sort of simple organization. He was yeah. talking. I, it's working with working with youth. Probably yeah, underprivileged so youth. Working with youth. Yeah. Um, Do you think the NBA will ever go to like baseball? Winner of the obviously. Well, now that we've got rid of East West, as long as you have East West broken up, you can't. That's yeah. true. And also, I um baseball is pretty low variance, and so home field advantage doesn't matter all that much. Whereas in basketball, home field advantage means everything, and so I'm fine with staying best record. Yeah, baseball is one of those. Sports for literally any team to be any team any given day. I'm sorry, the Suns aren't going to beat the Warriors tomorrow. The Cavs aren't going to beat the Warriors tomorrow. This is not happening. I mean, if Steve Kerr rests his players, which he we know he ain't doing that. I, debatable. I think the bench of the Golden State Warriors could probably still beat the Cavs. Uh, yeah. And a and a Suns without Devin Booker, which turns out to be half their games. Yeah, so. <laughs> Suns on a regular day. Uh, so let's see here. So. Let's go over who had who, who picked who, and I thought the order we kind of we were we were going along with it. We got a couple of them right. There was a couple that they I was a little bit the, surprised. The starter, by. the starters orders made a lot of sense to me, and then the uh, reserved orders confused me a lot. When I was looking at the board, um, and it was Kyle Lowry and Bradley Beal, I did not think that Bradley Beal was going to get picked last. Yeah, no. Um, I will say I think. Everyone knows Bradley Beal is better, but uh, Giannis promised to uh, Kyle Lowry that he wouldn't be picked last, which is fine. <laughs> I think, I think, so yeah, he, he I think, aside before he's like, dude. I, I, I think LeBron was likely like, I'm going to win this, and Giannis was having fun. I mean, he picked Chris Middleton as his first pick to the reserve, his yeah. teammate, right? I, I think Giannis was having fun. I think LeBron really wants to win this. <laughs> he really wants to win. Really it. wants I, to I win this. LeBron really wants to win every single time he steps on the court. I think that's why you've never seen a charity <laughs> event where LeBron plays against little kids. They didn't put it in order too on, on a lot of these websites on what the order was. Uh-huh. They're just like, oh, everybody's having a good time. It's an alphabetical. But he picked um, Middleton first. And let's see here. Vucevic went a little bit quicker than I yeah. thought when he was going to go. Um. Yeah, I think. 
I think the thing about Vucevic is he does something that almost no one. Anthony Davis is the only one who matches up well against him in the draft. So like if one as soon as LeBron took AD, Giannis pretty much had to take Vucevic because I he needs like a true walk down post center to be able to defend and force AD to defend. No, none of the other centers there are really that good at. Maybe Lamarcus Aldridge, but. He's a little undersized compared to Anthony Davis. Yeah, and so, um, but he got taken after Vucevic. Okay, Uh, Joel Embiid. No, I guess he has uh, Embiid. I I was just thinking about only reserves. Embiid can do the same. So, I don't know. Maybe he just likes it. Maybe it was like a Euroball thing where they're like, hey, you're from Europe? I'm from Europe. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, he got picked pretty early too by uh, Thank by God. I think he I, I, yeah, I think, I think Giannis just is picking, you know what? Giannis you know what he did? He picked all, all-stars. he picked all the, he got a bunch of the first times all-stars and he picked all like the East all-stars who people like just barely made, made yeah. it, our first time all-stars. Giannis picked like a bunch of those East players, Russell, Vucevic, Okay, LeBron's got one. Two, okay, Kawhi Leonard came from the West, but he's an East player. Two, three with Bradley Beal. Four with Ben Simmons. But also, he didn't... And, that, and five with Dwayne Wade. And, but he didn't pick Ben Simmons. Exactly, he, he got Ben Simmons in the trip. So, uh... That was pretty cool. That was super cool. But, um... Because he drafted Ben Simmons, that means Giannis drafted every single first-time All-Star. And I think Giannis might be thinking, hey, these guys are going to try a little harder. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I hope it is like like last year. They played year defense so in that fourth awesome. quarter. Like, that last possession was locked out. And they got pumped that they beat. Like, Durant and LeBron, LeBron were pumped that they stopped Steph Curry from getting that last so, three-point shot off oh, last yeah. year. So, uh, I've seen it thrown out before. And this is back when the All-Star game wasn't as fun. But I think it would still be kind of fun. Where, um, in the last five minutes of the game, shots from behind half quarter worth ten. Wait, where? What? That like just a pro- This isn't what they're doing. But just, okay. How, mu- like, how much fun would the All Star team, All Star game, be with? That would overpower Curry way too much. Uh, but I not no because everyone knows that's what he's doing, and so he's gonna pick him up in the backcourt. You just okay. You just gotta pick up Curry yeah. in the backcourt, man. Yeah. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Just just pick him up. Just guard him from shooting. Going the ball. back to college, gonna play a little soft press. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also, Curry's not the only person in the league who can hit half court. He might be the best of it, but Lillard could, can hit him. Um, Beal can hit him. Fuck it, LeBron can hit him. Do you yeah. see how deep okay. LeBron pulls up? Okay, they threes? all can hit them. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie, Kyrie, I think could. Absolutely. Did you already say Lillard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of Lillard's threes are just not, as deep he, as he's Steph's. So. He, he's not Kyrie, He's yeah. not an all-star for obvious reasons. But uh, a little fun fact, I won't talk about how deep a threes Curry shoots. If you average the, if you take the average distance of all threes every player in the NBA shoots, do you know who shoots the deepest threes? You mean Lillard? No. Uh, you say he's not an all-star. Oh, not, not an all-star. He's not an all-star for um, obvious reasons. The, yeah, Brooke Lopez? No. Nope. Uh, he shoots some deep ones. Oh, uh, the kid from the Spurs? Nope. Nah, who? Kid from the John Wall. John Wall? John Wall takes, on average, the deepest threes in the NBA. And part of the reason is Curry takes so many threes, a lot of them run on the line that his get a little diluted. Okay. But John Wall, when John Wall takes threes, they're very often three or four steps behind the arc. Wow. And he's not like... He's not a great the shooter. The best three-point shooter, <laughs> shooter either. Shooter. That might be why. I, 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 whenever I think Wall, I kind of think a little bit like Westbrook, 
one of the more off. Not careful, offensive, but careful. You're gonna hurt I his know, feelings. I'm saying one, one of the more. You're like, gonna hurt Mason's feelings. I'm saying like one of the more aggressive drivers at the point guard spot. You know, Curry plays a shooting game. Kyrie's often as I see Russell Westbrook and Jamal is more your your power, almost like a like when a small four want to bully you to the basket type point guards who maybe don't have the best outside shot. Like whenever I think of like that type of point guard who really takes drives more than anyone else and really finishes at the rim, I think of John Wall. I think of for the record, Russell I, Westbrook. All all the things I say about Russell Westbrook, I feel the exact same way about John Wall. I just don't say it as loud because John Wall never won an MVP. Damn right he didn't because he is not. You, if you try to compare John Wall and Russell Westbrook as the same player. You're fucking out of your mind. I, I I think they play very similar games, and, and yet, I think they all. I think all yet, the things. Uh, and yet what? And yet Russell Westbrook, if they play similar games, he's so much better at it. John Wall doesn't stat pad. Does Sam say Sam say that for the he audience? Doesn't, he doesn't stat pad. He doesn't get more rebounds. Get more assists. Uh, that's that's correct. Russell Westbrook gets assists, gets rebounds, gets buckets. All right, whatever you say. This sorry, is, he, this he, isn't the fight sorry, I came in to have. Player. This isn't the fight I came in to have. Oh, I always come in to have this fight. Ugh, talking trash about what's broke. <laughs> what's that? Brick. Beast broke. Twelve percent from top ass. of the key. <laughs> leading assister, leading stealer. Shut your traps. Actually, Paul George's leading. All right, stealer. second leading stealer. Not even the best player on his team. To be fair, neither John Wall, so... Sure, I think Bradley Mills better than John Wall is. <laughs> Plus, John Wall is on, the, like, the most bullshit contract ever. Supposed to make, like, $50 million in two years. Yeah, like, no crazy. one's... They're trying to trade him. No one's taking that contract. No, well, you're not going to trade for someone with all that contract who won't play basketball for 12 months. That's one thing... Uh, side note, that's something that we didn't talk about that happened since last time we talked. That's kind of big. Oh, John yeah. Wall, the John Wall injury, we're just going to go on a little tangent about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, John Wall was already out for the rest of the season because he had ankle surgery. Turns out that surgery got infected, so he had additional recovery time because of that. And he fell in his own home and ruptured his Achilles, which, as we all know from watching um, Kobe Bryant and um, DeMarcus Cousins come back, is a bad injury. That's a bad, bad injury. And he, well, DeMarcus he, Cousins was an Achilles. He, yeah, he, he had a torn Achilles. Oh, I thought it was his ACL. Oh, no, um, but so... On top of that, because of the infection, he needs surgery to repair his Achilles, and he can't get it until he beats the infection. Oh. So his his timetable for recovery is 12 months, is conservatively 12 months from when he gets the surgery, and we don't even know when that's going to be. And he's making $45 million next year. Thank God yeah. for that. I, no, if, I, you wizards, you just say, all right, we're going to be bad. Never you just, you just, you know, they will never Tank. I'm not saying tank. I'm saying just buy it out. Eat up that stuff. Un- understand that it's gonna be a year before this guy plays again. Then he's gonna be a free agent. Just buy him out right now, and you're gonna no, suck. He's on a five-year contract. You can't buy someone out of a five-year contract. No, <laughs> yeah, he's only got two can't. years. He's only got two years. Take a massive load no, the bank, man. No, here's why, here's why you can't. Is because you have to use cap space to buy people out, and there's not enough. <laughs> and they would have no one else on their team. They could not buy him out of that contract. He's yeah. only got, like, two years left on it, though. No, he just signed the extension. That's what it is. He has five <laughs> years on his contract. He just signed it last year. Yeah. That, that's why he's not making so much money next year, is because he just signed that a contract last year, and it takes effect next year. Washington is so fucked. But regardless, the, 
We're going to get to that on uh, when we start talking about cap space later Mm. on. Mm. Um, But for now, who do you think, who are you going to take for the All-Star? LeBron's team. LeBron's team? It's a three-point league. LeBron's team, minus Steph Curry, is going to outshoot him. Yeah, and on on top of that, LeBron's been there before. On top of that, um, I think LeBron cares about winning more than Giannis does. I think LeBron cares about winning more than just about everyone in the NBA. Um, Like, I'm not, this, that was in no way a slight to Giannis. It's that's LeBron's thing. Pretty competitive. I'm just looking yeah. the way Giannis drafted. You can tell LeBron was was looking to win this. Yeah. I mean, if Giannis really wanted to win, he wouldn't he have drafted pick. Chris Middleton as first in the set in the bench players. He probably wouldn't have dressed, drafted DeAndre Russell or Vucevic that high with other players on the board. He wouldn't have drafted Lowry over Beal. I'm going to tell you this right now. No matter where you're at, if you underestimate your opponent, you're going to lose. Every, I see it every day when I, or whenever I go to the Y, and you like you do schoolyard pick like we literally just saw. And sometimes the teams don't look that even. You're like you from the outside in. You're like, oh, this team's about to get crushed, or we're about to crush these this team. Anytime somebody says that, I'm just like, dude, don't underestimate these guys. Like they'll come back. The, it's easy to the, make anybody can can have a good day. The thing is, we're underestimating them. Do you really think LeBron is? Do you really think the entire NBA? Is? That's what I'm not saying. That's <laughs> one dude on the team. He's not gonna be on the court the whole game. Mm. No, I think he genuinely drafted a better team, though. And oh, I, yeah, and I, think, and I think they know that, and I think they'll be like, oh, shit, we got this in the bag, guys, and I, that's when they start taking these pullback fade shots that bounce out. It's the all-star game. Back. Everyone does that. But not Giannis' team. What if Giannis' team doesn't? What if LeBron's exactly. team doesn't? I'm just saying. You're both saying it definitive LeBron's going to win this? No, I'm, I'm saying, saying I think LeBron's going to win it. Yeah. It's an all-star game. Either person can win it. Fine, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. It's not a 50-50 shot, but if I were to put Vegas odds on it, I would give them 1.35 to 1. Okay, 1.35 to 1. Yeah, absolutely. Which are strong odds. They're definitely the favorites, but, like, anyone could win. The way I see it is this is a good map. This would be, like, Sixers. The now Sixers? Yeah, yeah. Like, the now-now? The now-now. We'll get to them. But, like, just as far as Kyle or Tom, I'd do, like, Sixers to... Pacers. Pacers with Oladipo. But they do better without Oladipo. All right, fine. Sixers and Blazers. I We definitely all know who we think would win, but... Well, do we? I, I think the Sixers would beat the Blazers. Are you trying to tell me they wouldn't? That'd be an awesome seven-game series. I'm talking... Okay... You you thinking right now? I'm thinking of the team that they have right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not like Tobias Harris. We have no idea how good he's going to be on their team. All right, I'm fine. thinking of the 76ers <laughs> before all the trades. Then before trades, Celtics Blazers. Still a good game. Still, either one could win it, but I'm not putting money on the Blazers. Blazers got swept last year in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that Giannis. They're, they're, might be a and they're also better. Down. They're also better team than they were last year in the playoffs. Uh, Nurchik is having a much better year. Um, McCollum is having a better year. Like uh, Jokic. Uh, that's he plays for the Nuggets. That's the Nuggets. You think Nurchik? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the All Star. Oh, like who's? Oh, I was who's still having talking, I was still talking about the Celtics. Okay, I got you. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go for argument's sake, Team Giannis. Yeah. Right. I think Team Giannis. Uh, I'm gonna in front in front of the in front of the entire podcast audience put a whole dollar on this game if, you, if you're willing to shake my hand on that. Oh, that's a shake. We now have a dollar on this game. So wait, 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 wait. 
<laughs> a gentleman's agreement. A gentleman's Huzzah! Huzzah! Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what happened? Yeah, this after this. Anyway, there was a lot of back. The, another reason why I like this All Star uh, like pick this format was because there was like you could see them in interacting about yeah, after exactly picks when Giannis picked Ben Simmons LeBron went shit. oh shit yes. <laughs> so like oh shit <laughs> that was great like we could see what people like who they wanted to pick they had their own sheets they hi- highlighted the people they wanted they had this all th- uh, thought out and everything and I loved it and actually getting to see it another funny thing that happened was when LeBron picked AD Giannis called him out for tampering. It was amazing. And he's like, you can't get called for tampering on the All-Star draft. <laughs> I think it's Giannis. I'm pretty sure it's Shaq and Barkley who called him I mean, <laughs> tampering on the All-Star draft. I mean, LeBron drafted AD in every free agent this offseason, minus yeah. Kemba Walker. Yeah. Evan Durant. His first four picks were all free agents. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. You don't think LeBron's saying, guys, look how well we play together. One, one thing we didn't talk about before we get into the whole uh, free agent there was a trade. There was an all-star game trade. That's right. That's right. That was so cool. So but I loved Gian- it. Yeah. After Giannis picked Ben Simmons and pissed off uh, LeBron, they finished LeBron. out. They finished LeBron out immediately took uh, Westbrook there, which makes me think LeBron, at the second he saw Ben Simmons, he's like, I'm going to get him a trade. I'm gonna, he wants to Westbrook. I'm going to make I'm going to do it. Because yeah, Giannis him. said, I want to draft Westbrook and Embiid on which the same team. That's going to be a fun little dynamic. I think it's going to be just like when Russ and KD got yeah. back together. Russ is going to throw it's KD or KD is going to throw Russ and alley-oop. Uh, and I think like so. I, and Russ I, think, gonna, I, I don't know because Embiid's a different person. We know what Russ is going to do, but Embiid's different than Durant. Durant is just kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll throw it up. Embiid might like – it would, it would. I think it'd be funny if Russ throws Embiid and Ali Oop and Embiid just chucks it out of bounds. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel I like something think, like that could happen because I think Embiid can be a little petty. I don't, I don't think outright that would happen. I could see Embiid catching the ball for an Ali Oop and then making a point to come down and then go up for a dunk though. So not, so it's not an Ali Oop. That is something take, I could see there, take, right there. Take a dribble or two so he doesn't get a tri- uh, credit for the assist. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, I feel like something like that could happen. He's, gonna, he's like, no assist for you. <laughs> I, I think so, something something like that could happen. You never know. Yeah. All right. Um. So that we we sort of talked about it. That brings us to our next topic. Um. On top of the All Star draft today. Um. Do you guys also today was the trade deadline? Do you hear that? Uh. Was it? Was it was it three three. PM, PM in the afternoon. Did anybody even trade? Did they even trade? And a trade rolled in at two fifty four. Oh, who was the last one? Who's it? I th- I think it was I think it was Fultz. I, I know I know that that seventy no, six ers that I think the seventy six ers that Fultz trade happened like two thirty. Mm. Was in that one. I think one of the last but ones we've was got that just the the Grizzlies traded guard Shelvin Mack to the Hawks. Yeah, just you can have him. You want them? Yeah, literally, no literally just yeah. Take no, no, it was five hours ago when that came in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so we've got. They didn't trade him for anything. They literally just gave him to the Hawks. Yep. Just, here you go. But not, they're like, and hey. they're like, and Max been with the Hawks. He was like drafted by Orlando, coming out of Butler, oh. and he's played for the Hawks, and now he's back with also the Hawks. one one thing kind of interesting that happened was um, the Lakers made a trade and then insisted that the Pistons give some second round draft picks for it. Even though the their trade had already happened. Wait, what? Uh, was it the Lakers did it? So the Pistons gave uh, some second round draft picks as a third team 
in a different trade for a trade that I thought was already sealed. Yes. Okay. So I think we were thinking it was at the Thonmaker Bucks, the, the, the Thonmaker and Bucks trade. So that yes. Stanley Johnson Thonmaker trade we and, thought already happened came back out. Thirteen Pelicans are now involved in this trade. So the trade was how many? There's there three. was three. So initially the trade was Thonmaker and Stanley Johnson one for one. But but right. Um, I learned that it's Thon McCur. Thon McCur. Thon McCur. All right. Thon McCur. Thon McCur. So anyway, Thon McCur. I'm going to say Thon Maker. That's stupid. Thon Maker <laughs> and Stanley <laughs> Johnson dude. got tr- – it was a one-for-one trade. It come out today. The Bucks got Nikolai Mirotic from the Pelicans. The Pelicans got Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, Denver's 2019 second-round pick, and Washington's 2020 and 2021 first-round pick, and the Bucks' 2020 second-round pick, and – the Pistons got thumb makers. So the Pelicans got two role players and then one, two, three, four second round picks. For Miritich. For, for Miritich. <laughs> and then Pistons got thumb maker. Yeah. So that one for that, one that trade, the Pelicans like the came Pistons in and just got a ton of things. Yeah, Pistons didn't get any. Pistons got the same thing. All they got was Tom McCurr. And then, I mean, you think about, look at those picks, though. The Bucks theoretically only lost one pick because they, Denver, one of them was Denver's pick, and two one of them were Washington's. Washington's. Well, okay, so they gave so, away a 19, a 20, or, uh, sorry, two 20s. A 21 and a, and a 19. All second-round picks. All second-round picks, and only one of them was truly theirs. The other three they had gotten from previous trades. Exactly. In past seasons. So they really, realistically, they only gave a Thon Maker and a Buck. They literally just traded for, right? Oh no! Wait, wait, Stanley Johnson. No, I think that I think the Bucks just were added into the trade somehow. I I don't know the details the or the Pelicans just yeah. were just added into the trade somehow. Yeah, they figured something, something, something out. Something hadn't been signed, and they said, you know what? Let's, let's see how bad the Pistons really want them. And apparently, the Pelicans said they they said, hey, we'll give you four second round picks for Miritich, and yeah. Pelicans yeah. were in a rebuild if they figure they're going to lose AD. You dude, know, I, how many picks are they gonna have, dude? I mean, I you know, can Drew. You, you, how many pack, Can you stockpile picks? Yeah, you can. You, you what can do you think the Celtics have been doing? What do you think the Celtics have been doing? Yeah, they just been really good at it. That's the reason why they have Tatum and Brown and Rozier, and still have all these other great first round picks, which people think that Pelicans are looking to get through the Davis trade in the summer because they've got because Boston has. I want to say Boston does have. They have stockpiled a plethora of picks. You know how they got them all. Because Danny Ainge, their general manager, is a smart guy. He saw that Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Rayon were kind of decreasing a little bit, and they just sent them out. Said, "Here's a bunch of all stars who just won a championship. Give us picks, and uh, look what these picks have turned ago. into." Yeah, it's paying off. Yeah, you got Tatum. No, I guess they won the championship, and then four years later is when they traded them. Still, like, but uh, at uh, that time, Boston was still good, and the only thing that right, was, they were right. getting beat by was LeBron. Yes. So and then they, yeah. So um, who who do you guys? I have two teams that I think won trades. I think I have two teams who are after the trades. I'm like, oh fuck, they really went 180. So here's the thing: and I have a tough time saying that anybody in the West won because there was a lot of people who were in the West who did really well already. I think the West traded away a lot of talent for future talent because they knew that the, they weren't going to get out of the Western Conference. One, one of my one of mine's a West team, but they are not in championship. Exactly. So yeah. winning, I, I I find it hard to say winning. Well, then they're not going to win a championship. I, I I mean I when I say winning, I mean they greatly improved their position in a way that I didn't think was possible. All right. Um, who I'm going to go with the 
In the East, I'm going to give it to the Bucks because they traded away literally like they tra- They traded away minimal, yeah. literally a pick and maker because of all those picks that technically weren't – literally were theirs, but they were traded. And you got back a great stretch four, which they could use exactly. off the bench. I, I, I think that's uh, – I think that was a super, super great move. They're not going to – for the re- okay, so the reason why I think that was the best is because they traded away shit they didn't need for something that's definitely going to make their team better. Mm-hmm. And they're in win-now mode, too. They're in win-now mode. A pick in 2023 so doesn't might, have to win say now. the 76ers. That's, that, that's mine. That's the my pick. Is a that's good my pick, too. A good pick, but here's the thing. Je- uh, sustaining it for this season, winning it all, going to the Western or going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then going to the Finals if they win. I don't think that the team they have now can beat the Warriors. Therefore, looking to next season and the seasons after this, they have enough to sign all four of them. But now, I don't. Once you do that, they have no more room to sign. That's why I think they did not win this draft. I think that next or this this trade. I think the Bucks have done. They've gotten near tick. They have a serious shot at the the finals. Do they beat the Warriors? Maybe, maybe not. But they have this team for next season, too. I, I, I think the big thing the Sixers did was uh, I think they are debatably the best team in the East now. Uh, I, that, like, there's a lot of good teams in the East. I don't know. We'll Arguably, for sure. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they got these four pieces, and the things they're missing are always oh, five. They got Boban. Yeah, Boban. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, honestly, that's kind of a big deal. Because uh, Boban and Tobias Harris are very good friends, and I think – that really helps stay. Yeah, I think that's really help him stay. And also, he's he's a weird matchup when in, when your centers are Boban. Oh, okay. When your centers are Embiid and Boban, like that means that your backup center is going to have to guard one of them. Yeah, dude. Like Embiid and Boban. Holy shit! Like, yeah. I mean, who do you who would you rather? That's guard? a really that's a really hard weird matchup that not a lot of teams are prepared for. I'm a little bit worried about Boban and his longevity. In the league, yeah, he he gets really tired really easily, and so does Embiid. Embiid was statistically not great in the second half because he's so tired. Yeah, he needs to get more in shape. But mm-hmm. but Embiid's young, he can grow into it. And also uh, with Embiid's uh, if Embiid gets to workhorse minutes, Boban's allowed to get tired because I don't I don't long term I don't see Boban playing more than. 15 to 18 minutes for the yeah. uh, six. Well, what he's going to do is he's going to come in. Beginning a second quarter and a first quarter, play six minutes in the second quarter, Just and then play like a, play a little bit in the fourth quarter before Embiid comes out to close the game. Yeah, that's how it's no, going to go. I, I see him playing second into the uh, first into the second and third into the fourth. Quarter. And I mean, they they got Mike Scott, who's a who's a four. Not you know nothing flashy. It wouldn't surprise solid. me. Solid. It's solid. Wouldn't surprise me if they waived him, but. You know, it's just it's someone off the bench. Yeah, that's fair. And they got, and when, they, when, they when they you've got when you when you've got obviously Reddick's three point shooting ability, you got Harris and Butler and Simmons and Embiid. They you don't necess- real quick. You don't necessarily need Embiid to be on the court for thirty eight minutes a game. If you just have two of those four guys now on the court at the same time, you can keep up with most teams in the NBA now with that. Versus before, if two of them are out, you just have Ben Simmons like. All right. Well, what, what are the Sixers going to do? Benson is going to drive. He's either going to put up a layup or he's going to kick. And that's the 76ers' offense if you don't have Embiid and Butler on the floor. And uh, my West team is—they're <coughs> definitely not a championship contender, but they set themselves up to be very good. Kings. Very long. No, you can say the Mavs. Mavericks. 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 Okay. They made—they made one trade. One trade. Well, 
aside from the Porzingis trade, this, all these trades we're talking about are after the Porzingis that is, yeah, blockbuster yeah. trade. So yeah. these are all trades that have happened like in the last week, week if not less than that. Yeah, we talked to you guys on Saturday, and everything we're talking about, uh, aside from the Porzingis say, trade, has happened. Yeah, this this is all Cavs sending Rodney Hood to Portland for Wayne Baldwin and Nick Stauskas and forward. So that's where we're talking um, about, but yeah, but, Mavs. Yeah. So those, Although Stauskas did get like traded again. <laughs> yeah, Stauskas yeah. is a, he got traded three times in the past week and is now out of a job. <laughs> he went from <laughs> Portland to the Cavs, then got traded to the, the Cavs to the Rockets. We went from a playoff team to a shit team to a possible title contender. Got traded to the Pacers, who now plan to waive him. Yeah. Oh, with him and it Wayne, wasn't just him either. It him was, and Baldwin, yeah. Wade together? Baldwin. So both, both of them together. Oh, oh. Hey man, they get the pink slips together. But man. you know what? Hey, misery loves company, man. <laughs> That's so, rough. You know, Stauskas is a three-point shooter, and teams who got all these <laughs> big names up. on it. We're exactly. Gonna, we're gonna get to. Who needs a shot? Seventy-sixer. Maybe there you go. You put him on a team. Mm-hmm. He can fit. Yeah. Um. And craziest. Okay. Did you have something? Sorry, uh, you, you go. I was gonna say, what is your craziest uh, trade of this past trade week? You want me to? You want me to run down some of the big ones, uh, or most of them? Yeah, if you can just run down the big. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I think uh, the big one and one of the last ones that happened was, right. I think, possibly one of the shockers is the 76ers trading Marco Fultz to Orlando for Jonathan Simmons and a first round pick via OK, via OKC, and I believe. One or two pick. second round just picks, one. just, just one. one. It was just one. Okay. But I mean, Markel Fultz, uh, uh, I think that could be a good fit for Orlando because they need a point guard and they don't necessarily need shooting. And so that uh, he's a de- if you take shooting out of the equation, he's a decent point guard. Um, and he's a decent. He, and he also has a lot of room to grow. If you have a team that isn't potential, yeah. If you, if you have a team that isn't worried about the now, which Orlando isn't, then like that's yeah. totally worth it. They but, they aren't an. Old team. Aaron Gordon's still pretty young. Obviously, they're gonna have developing Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. You're gonna. You're gonna develop. You're gonna develop. Uh, you're, gonna develop uh, you're after this. You're gonna develop um, Isaac. Uh, you're gonna develop him, and yeah, like Bamba's injured, but he'll be. He'll be back. Well. This this was a potential. Trade trade by Orlando. This was them. He is a number one pick. And they believe that they can help him attain being like the you know achieve being a number one pick and worth that title, if you will. So I think that I think this trade was all about the potential for Orlando and for the 76ers, it's about picking up depth. Yeah. And picks. Yeah. And depth and picks. Because Mark Elfolds ain't playing. Jonathan Simmons will come in and play a three or a stretch four. They need so. some cheap rookies next also, year. Also, you mentioned how they didn't have like they could sign all four but didn't have the cap. But Mark Fultz was going to make $7.5 million, which isn't a ton in the NBA, but that's a lot. And they could sign all four before that trade, which means that's just an extra 7 and a half to work with, which could easily go into Reddick's contract to retain him. It could easily go into I think I think you get money guys. from Reddick's contract. He took a $4 million pay grade from last season to this season. If that stat continues, especially he's if not he, going to continue. He's having a great year. I know, but if he's buying into but the Sixers really and wants to keep Sixers. playing – he might give up a little more money to try to keep those it, to keep those guys around. It wouldn't surprise me. He already uh, he already agree. gave up. He went from like twenty one million to seventeen million. Can definitely it, it, I'm it, just it. saying they're gonna lose. They are not gonna have the same team next year. No, I'm not saying the Bucks are gonna have the exact same team either. But I think the Bucks have much 
like less to trim than the 76ers do. Um, the Bucks do have so next the year after that it's going to get start to get complicated when Giannis is up for a contract extension. But on top of that, uh, Bledsoe, Middleton, and Brogdon are all up next year. Exactly. So next year it's yeah. So that like you're talking about how much it's going to take to re-sign their core. Bucks are also going to have to bite the bullet hard on that too. Okay. I think you could you could get. I think the Bucks as, as long, long as they as long all four of those, but yeah, like, like I, you said, they might have to trim. I think the Bucks could survive as long as they they do some work in mm-hmm. and other things if they only like resign three of them. I think if you, I think Middleton, you should keep. Uh, you could, survive? you might be but, able to get away with without resigning Bledsoe or Brogdon, but you need to get something in. You need to get something else. But who wants to survive? Like you say, oh, the Bucks can survive. I know, but maybe, but, yeah, no, for. but maybe they find something else. Yeah. that's yeah. better. Or you know, like Brogdon's turned out to be a I, great backup point guard. Now, I'm next, not sure. If next, next year, more than I, that. Next year is going to be a seller's market in the free agent, though. Mm-hmm. Like I, you're much better retaining old guys than trying to bring in new talent. Ugh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting next year. This year is already crazy. This summer is going to be ridiculous. Uh, I. Uh, I'm, I'm almost speechless on what has happened in this past week, just because there's been so many trades. Another, another interesting. Oh, sorry. I was going to start running down like yeah. all the trades that happened. I got another, another big one. Um, Memphis Grizzlies sending Mark Gasol to the Raptors for like Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second round pick. I like that move for this year, but them giving up youth for this year, youth almost, and depth. Almost sort of signals to me that they know Kawhi doesn't want to come back. They definitely. It seems like so. Marcus all good. That player. that do you think the signing of Marcus trying to attract him? All right, hey, we, we got we got a, a former All Star here at yeah. center. You yeah. know, one more no, piece, I, and you know, we could be there. If I you could say see, I could see it going either way, but Marcus all's thirty four. Thirty four, and you want to know what's funny? His like his shooting percentage. He shoots thirty four percent overall from three points. Yeah, which is good for a center. Yeah, 61% of his shots come from the outside of 10 feet. Yeah. As a center. Um, He's a good spacer. He's a great floor spacer. He's a stretch five, kind of. And also, he is is a fantastic court vision for a center. He's he's no joking, but he averages... He's like a pre-joking. He averages close to five assists a game as a center, and that was on the Grizzlies when he wasn't surrounded by a lot of weapons. I bet you that goes up on the Raptors. Like, he is a bit of a playmaker. Yeah, he's he's actually really good at setting people up yeah. uh, to score. You know? Yeah. He's, he's, so so maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but that to me seemed like a all in on this year because it won't be there next year. Pat. What's his contract? Pull up his contract. Um. Well, while he's looking up his contract, yeah. another interesting trade that sort of perplexed me was the Otto Porter Jr. for Jabari Parker mm-hmm. trade. Ooh, yeah. Um, they they were talking for the everyone who was a Wizards fan was talking about how they're trying to keep the big three together. Yeah. Otto Porter being one of them, Bradley Beal, and John Wall is the other. After John Wall got hurt, do you think that that had an effect on if they were trying to keep them together? Or? I, I, I think it did, and also Otto Porter had a lot more time on his contract than Jabari and Portis did. So, I yeah, mean, it's, so it's, Wizard, it, yeah, Wizard it's sense. cash-wise about the same, but commitment-wise a lot less. Yeah. Um, also, adds a little bit of depth because it's two players for one. And you got his 2023 second-round pick. Yep, and on top of that, Otto Porter, don't get me wrong, he's a good player. He's a, like... He's definitely he's not, above he's not player, but like up to, be, to what they thought it was going to be. To be a third member of a big three, he'd leave me wanting. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. To, to be the third member of a big three and the two and your one and two not be like 
superstars as well. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, you're not playing with LeBron or Katie or Steph or AD. You know, you're playing with John Wall and Bradley Beal, all stars, not superstars. Here's what perplexes me about that trade. I totally see why Washington did it. Makes very little sense to me from Chicago's standpoint because to me, nothing Chicago, Chicago's doing is making yeah, sense. To me, Chicago should be taking on. Um, should be taking on bad money for assets, but they just took on bad money and gave up assets. They get rid of some bad money, but some short-term bad money when you know you're bad in the short term. It's, I, I really didn't get it at all. Going back to Marcus Gasol real quick, yeah. he is on his fourth year of his five-year contract, making $24.1 million with a 15%, 1.2, almost 1.3 trade kicker. Um, so he's making money because he got traded. Yep. Um, and then he has a 2019 player option. So the season 2019, which is coming up, he has the player option to be to go to somebody else, oh. or he could take this last year of his contract at 25.5 million, 25, almost 26, rounding up 26 million dollars. So that reminds me of something I thought of earlier today, but forgot about until you just brought that up. Is if they know if they've talked with Marcus Gasol and gotten a handshake deal that he doesn't want to play after this year, that is a move that frees up a lot of cap. Exactly. So they could be like, hey, we can wheel and deal you someplace to get a max yeah. contract because we know they're going to be out there next yeah. year. Um, and that, that gives us cap. That gives us a big shot for this year. And if next year, to convince Kawhi, if we have to bring in another star, we can't. We yeah. can't, now. There's going to be a lot of people. There's yeah. only, actually, there's not going to be a lot of people out there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But that was the Marcus Gasol. Going back to the Chicago Bulls, Bobby Portis, and Jari Parker trade. Do you think Jabari Parker has a shot at like redeeming himself and coming back as like a yeah. possible All Star? I think All Star maybe not, but I think Jabari Parker has it in him to be an above average role player. And I think a big problem is everyone keeps on trying to make him the number one option. And I think Jabari Parker would make a great number two or number three option. I think if you if you were to put so uh, especially if your number one option is very uh, defensive centric, like I think my perfect fit for the uh, for Jabari Parker would have been. Possibly Thunder would have been a good thing. I was thinking um, Pelicans next to Davis because Davis can lock because he's tall and whatnot. But Davis can lock down the paint on defense and he stretches the floor, which the Pelicans desperately needed. He's a bit of a playmaker and I think he can benefit a lot from Davis's gravity. Like to me, Jabari Parker and a lot of it is bad attitude too. And I think part of it that was so accentuated by the Bulls because I just don't think they have that competent of a front office or culture. I think the Bulls, I think I think the Bulls have a bit of Michael Jordan complex. I think no one likes to talk about how hard Michael Jordan made the Bulls work when he was there, and they go, "Oh, we're the Jordan franchise. Like we're Chicago. We're this big market. Like get the talent here, and it's going to be fine." It's like it doesn't matter how much talent you have if that talent's not like if that talent isn't actually working towards a championship at, with every waking hour. Everyone else in the NBA is. I mean, so it's, it's the like, reason why that team crumbled over Tom Thibodeau because Tom Thibodeau was that kind of coach, but yeah. the rest of the team didn't want to be those kind of players. Yeah, it, it's same reason it's why he culture. doesn't work in the Timberwolves because let's be honest, Wiggins doesn't really give two shits of an effort ever, really, yeah, and Carl Anthony Towns doesn't play good. defense. He, he got lucky as an All Star this year. Oh, I gotta right. say that big time. He's an all-star because of his offensive numbers, and it's because people read the stats rather than watch him sit there and let everybody drive by him. Also, America's illiterate in advanced stats. That's true. I talked about effective field goals um, at work today, and everyone's like, wait, what's that? That's like the the easiest advanced stat to explain, too. At at the point, 
I at one point I was having a conversation, I forget who aha uh-huh, who with it was probably just at a bar or something. I said something about offensive and defensive rating and they just stared at me. I was like, No, like that's really important. He's like, Listen, listen, if you score more points, you're better for your team. And I was like, Are you though? As a Russell Westbrook fan, no. <laughs> <laughs> now let me t- let me end that, not gonna dog on Russell without giving him a little up. He has lessened his points this year. So he can up his yeah. re- assists and rebounds and keep those the same. And so he's still providing for his team. I, I've, I've, I've given Russ credit. He still does a couple things wrong, but he's greatly improved his game and more stepped into what his role should be. I will take that yeah. to the bank. All yeah. right. Well, let's move on to another topic. Before we... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hurry up. Hurry up. Um, going into some free agency. So... A lot of people got. Well, sorry. Was there any other big trades that we kind of wanted to talk about? I mean, there's a bunch of smaller ones. Lakers spent Svi Mikhailuk in a 21, 2021 pick to get a three and D guy in Reggie Bullock. I think we, that's a good trade for them. Yeah. We kind of talked about the Clippers. You know, they got sending Tobias Harris and Sixers sending four picks and a bunch and a couple role players uh, over. Not just a couple role players though. Landon Shamit, who's a great uh, young asset. Um, Got some developing to do. Learn uh, how to shoot. He's, was, he's, a, he's a rookie. They, so. they had learn how to shoot. They had Muscola, who... What do you mean learn how to shoot? That's all he does. No, he shoots wrong. He shoots like Reggie Miller, kicks his feet out, and then gets pissed when he gets called for the offensive foul. It literally, was going to be my worth mentioning. Okay. People were going off on it. Uh, the 76ers against... I don't even remember who. Uh, the Raptors, maybe? And he goes into the corner three, shoots it, throws his legs out in the front, and people are like, that's his natural shooting motion. Okay, regardless, you, you, that's not allowed. You, you, can, you can rock a little bit, but you can't. He's literally yeah. kicking out. Like, Reggie fucking Miller. It's the yeah. Reggie Miller rule. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, that's an offensive foul. They called it. Everyone was pissed, and people are going crazy on the internet. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> you can't do that. Some other other trades. Uh, Heat traded Tyler Johnson, went Ellington to the Suns for Ryan Anderson. So the Suns got a little bit better shooting. They got depth and got rid of Ryan Anderson's contract. That's contract. Yeah. And I was reading up from like a couple of heat forms I've seen, and they're all excited for him. Like they haven't been watching him play for the last couple of years. Really? (laughs) Right? Like, and and it's sort of the whole uh, attitude of like, remember how good he was in Houston a couple of years ago? We can get that back. He's like, but the thing is, he wasn't that good in Houston. He was just the benefit of a perfect system. Yeah. Because he's a defensive liability. He can shoot very well. He's a, he's a four who can shoot well. And especially when you have uh, when you have a uh, James Harden on the floor, and so you have people open for kicks in the corner, That's he's a perfect player. Perfect. P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Prime example. But Trevor Ariza. Prime example. But they, they had to get rid of him because he was too slow for Indy and Tony Hoffman. And his contract sucked. Yeah. Um. Kings got Alec Burks from the Cavs to second round and pick. They sent the Rockets. Uh, I am Shumpert, Stauskas, and Baldwin. Who we same thing. Then yeah. sent them also Stauskas and Baldwin. Obviously went over that. And then the Cavs got Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and twenty nineteen lottery protected first round picks. So Cavs. Uh, that's, that's exactly. Uh, that's exactly Cavs getting what those assets. All they want the Cavs to do is take on bad money for assets for a, mm-hmm. two years. I was yep. a little bit sad to see Alex Burks go because I think he's got some good potential, but but also I'm excited to see him go to. Um, yeah, I want him to do well. Yeah, you know, did, did he end up in uh, Sacramento or Houston? I think I Houston. Thought, I think. Yeah, he's Houston. He's a good fit for that system. Who he did can shoot? Uh, Burks. Uh, no, no, he's he's with the Kings. He's with the Kings. King, oh, Kings yeah, got okay. Burks. And he's also good there because he's uh, young. He's young and he hustles. 
Yeah. That's, that's a hustle team. That put them on the Knicks or on the yeah. Nets. Yeah. Or, La- no, not the Knicks. Sorry. The last, the Knicks. last couple of trades. Rockets sent James Ennis to the Sixers for just swapping picks in a draft, uh, in a future draft. Talked about Marcus Gasol. Lakers traded Michael Beasley and Zubak to Clippers for Mike Muscala. Getting- sad to see Zubak go. Mike Muscala was one of those other tri player or tri trade players who got traded three times. Yep. Started at the 76ers, correct? Yep. He went Men 76ers, got traded, to-, got traded to, the- to the Clippers. He got traded twice. He went to the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, twice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, got traded to the Clippers and then is now with the Lakers. And he got traded twice, I, but he got traded twice in one day. But he, he, he he's a he's a four who stretches, which is what the Lakers need right now yeah. is more shooting. Better, so, I mean, everybody in the league needs better shooting. They kept yeah. the fucking more, uh, yeah. Rocker. Rockets, Warriors, and kind of the Nets. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of lot of trades that went down both today and the past couple of days, all leading up to a very interesting. Free agency offseason. So, um, one guy who I thought was going to be get like a lot of suitors and everyone was going to be going after him, but he just knew what he wanted and immediately went there was Wes Matthews got bought out and he's, going, he's going to sign with Pacers. Mm-hmm. And that's not Perfect. the team I expected to him. I think it's going to be great for him. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be good for him. But I was talking about I, 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 I thought the Rockets were going to be going well, harder after him. I thought the I Lakers thought the were going to be going harder. After I thought he'd go to the Warriors. He might have gone to the Warriors, take a ring because he's fucking. You know they need. <laughs> the Warriors are sitting back. You know the Warriors need more D three players. Yeah, have, did the Warriors make a single move? No, they don't need to. I know they don't need to, but like they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they did not make a move. single move. Neither did Boston. Yeah. Again, but Boston's not in the market right now. Boston. I think I think Boston's I think Mark, saving. I, I think Boston's saving all their assets for the summer. Yeah, saving for the summer because. Ding, 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 Mr. Big Man, the one we were talking about all last week, didn't even get traded. It doesn't surprise me because the past couple days all we've heard is how the Lakers and Pelicans talks have stalled. The Lakers have said, it's a, we've it given always, our best deal. What do you have? And the Pelicans haven't picked up the phone. They literally, we could always see what they were trading. Never could see how the Pelicans reacted, what the Pelicans might be um, trading in, in return. Again, so, the Pelicans um, wanted the franchise. The Pelicans wanted the franchise. Yeah. For AD. Um, that, so as far as the relationships between the uh, of the trades and how the teams reacted to those trades is something I want to bring up in a later segment. Oh, we're, we're coming. We're yeah, coming to that but, real um, quick. But... And then uh, other other free agents that are going up. DeAndre, uh, Ennis Cantor got bought up today. He'll find his roster spot. DeAndre Jordan, I bet you finds a roster spot. And he, he's, he's technically not, been bought out yet. But no, um, and I don't think he will. The Knicks um, said that they want him to teach their young guys okay. how to ah, play some defense. That's fair. No. So I think I think he'll be he'll, he'll finish the season with the Knicks. Okay. I believe. Um, At least finish it. They're buying him out. He's he is a. National treasure. He, 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 he competes with their strategy of losing. Like, when you have a team that all you want to do is lose and get Zion, he's too good. Yeah. And if, you, if I were an NBA player and I got bought out for being too good, I'd wear it with a badge of honor. I mean, some people might say, oh, yeah, I didn't make it to the NBA. It's just like the argument, I didn't make it to the NBA because I hurt my knee. Yeah. You're like, well, okay. But, like, this one... Is has some proof. Like anyone who actually knows basketball will realize, oh yeah, that is that is sort of what happened here, isn't it? But too many people don't know basketball, Sam. Yeah. Anytime somebody comes up to you, not the going to be in the NBA, but I lost my knee. But I, I'd imagine DeAndre Jordan runs in a different circle than us hurt my knee circles. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Some other uh free agent names that are going up on the block. 
Um, I think I think we'll be I'll be excited to see who else gets bought out. Um, there's a lot of people who got bought out that no one really thought twice of that I think will eventually have a roster spot like those two from Portland. Zach Randolph. Um, Zach Randolph's probably going to get bought out. Um, we're reading the port right now. Pelicans plan to allow AD to play the rest of the season. Yes! Saves so my fantasy roster. Um, <laughs> that would have been horrendous. You jumping for joy. I was like, what? There's a pra- did a trade happen after the deadline? <laughs> uh, the paperwork was signed. It just wasn't filed. Ah, oh, shit. So, Lost in the mail. As a Browns fan, I know that doesn't hold. <laughs> um, oh, somebody, I forget, somebody got traded today just for cash, cash considerations. And it made me remind, it reminded me how Corver got traded from the 76ers for cash considerations that got turned into a copier. Yeah. We got traded for a copier. It's like somebody pro when they traded for the when they traded a laundry machine for that guy. <laughs> I liked you better when you were a washing machine. <laughs> it literally happened. <laughs> uh, um and while we're on the topic of free agents, um this free agent market next year is actually gonna be really exciting. One thing we breezed over earlier is that um, the uh, no, one thing we breezed up over earlier is all the cap space that was created by these trades. Oh, um, cap space. So cap it, space. It, the, a big move that a ton of teams made this year was um, like making trades specifically to clear up roster, uh, clear up cap space. The first and the biggest one was the Knicks, who traded their entire team for potentially two max. Like, they can get two max deals, which sounded super awesome until today happened. Um, they are not the only team who can get two max spots anymore. Um, going through the NBA, here's, as far as I can tell, and I could be wrong because some people could really move some stuff, but the way I see it, here's all the people who can uh, create max spots. Um, Hawks have the room for one max spot right now. Uh, by the way, I can't believe Jeremy Lin didn't get traded. But regardless, <laughs> uh, Hawks have the spot for one max. The Celtics... Can uh, create can create a max if they go deep deep into luxury tax and only if it's for Kyrie Irving. They can sign Kyrie Irving to a much bigger deal, but they're gonna have to move a lot of prospects if they want to get the that second AD deal, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Why that probably won't happen. Um, the Nets can have two max spots next year. The Bulls, because they moved Jabari Parker today, have one max spot next year. The Mavericks have one. And pretty much two, as long as they convince Porzingis not to take a max spot, which seems completely fair because he didn't play this year. Um, the Clippers now have two max spots. The Lakers have one and just barely not two, which means if they can take someone to take less than a max spot, they have two max spots. The um, Max Pelic- spot and underpay Kemba Walker. Yep, the Pelicans. The if, the, if the Pelicans let Davis walk, they can create a max spot. The Like I said, the Knicks have two. The Suns have a max spot. The Kings have won and can make a couple moves that could possibly open up a second max spot. The Jazz most likely will not open up a max spot, but there's potential moves that could open up a max spot on the Jazz. Uh, same with the Grizzlies. They could maybe open up a max spot, especially now with Mark Gasol leaving, but probably not. So that leaves, by my count, 14 and a half max spots. All right, so I think Celtics might have enough room for more. So here's the offered trade for Anthony Davis. Okay. This is the tentative one that was leaked by John uh, Gambo, Gambadoro, I'm probably butchering it. Regardless, they are expecting to trade Jason Tatum, Al Horford, That's Marcus nice. Smart, yeah. Robert Williams III, and three first-round draft picks this summer for Anthony Davis. And that would, that would, well, that, so that would 
what I'm saying, that would open up the AD slot. Exactly. They, but they'd still have to go deep into luxury tax to get to get Kyrie's match. Really? Because I mean, I don't know. Al, Ho- Al Horford's making twenty eight million right now. That's a lot of money. I, I don't think oh, that's they have to. Contract right there. No, it's not. Wait, what's the max? Like 40, 45. Oh, okay. Well, you're at least halfway to a max contract. Um, you, you get out of Marcus Smart. You, you get you get thirty yeah, million, Tatum, thirty million it. alone from Marcus Smart and Al Horford alone. Yeah, but um, so the way I see it is those fourteen and a half max slots right there. Um, I'm taking the Celtics out of consideration, and also the Sixers can have two max slots next year. But I'm taking um, but I'm taking uh, Butler and uh, Tobias. Actually, I'm not taking the Celtics out of consideration. I counted them because not I thought of that wrong. But I'm taking the Sixers could get two max slots, but I'm just assuming those are going to go to Butler and Harris. Okay. So I'm taking Butler, Harris, and Porzingis as potential max slot takers out of who it is. So, so you the, take them out, but you also take out the three max contracts. Well, it exactly. It yeah. And so these 14 and a half max slots, as by my count, go to six guys deserving, which is Clay Thompson, Kemba, uh, uh, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins has an ACL or you think DeMarcus Cousins is going to get a max contract? Well, when there's this many out there. Yeah, when there's 14 and a half. It's a seller's market. Yeah. So here's the thing. Can he even be in a max contract? Because he was an all-star this year, though. Or is it just anyone in your past? It's it's being being all NBA on your contract that makes you eligible, which he's done. So these are – so these people are all twice. Has he done? It? Yeah, twice. Okay. Yeah. Um. But so we have all these people, or all these max slots, and all these teams who open up the max slot, which is a smart move because this is a great free agent year. But it's not that great. So I'm really curious to see what happens. Um. Everyone's. You're saying this year's free agent is not that great with Kyrie it's not, and it's Clay not, it's and not Kawhi. It's not fourteen and a half max spots great. Is what I'm saying. No, but the players available yeah, are no, greater no. than it's than. We've that, almost ever seen. That, that's what I'm saying. It's just we've been paying it's, attention. It's a, it's a very talented. Um, it was a very talented roster, right? But or a very talented free agent market. But it's not as deep as they opened up, and so I think that you're going to get a lot of people getting close to max slots who don't deserve it. Like I bet you that Chris Middleton gets a max slot next year, and that sucks for the Bucks. Does D'Angelo Russell get one? Uh, D'Angelo Russell is not a free agent. Thought he was. No. No. But, oh, actually, let me double check on that one. But re- regardless, you have all these, um, and so you have these teams who made moves to open up max slots, and um, the one team who did it, who I think is very smart because they've been named by two different max players as destinations they nope. want to be at. He's a free. D'Angelo Russell is a free. Okay, agent so this, D'Lo this might summer. get one, but the uh, the Nets have spot have room for two. Uh, regardless, uh, I think that. AD and Kawhi Leonard have both named the Clippers as a team that they want to go to. And uh, Jimmy Butler, but I'm just considering that he's moved past and likes Philly. But so they now have room for both of them. Um, Why are they so high on the Clippers over the Lakers? Uh, more space. Just like hey, well, 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 I mean, if they're going to get paid the same amount, I know they're Kawhi doesn't want to go to the Lakers because he doesn't fit well with LeBron. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you could make it work, but LeBron. Uh, I think Kawhi and AD. I think AD would feel the same playing with LeBron or with KD or with uh, AD, no, with Kawhi. But I think that potentially, um, I I think AD would go to either one. But I think that uh, 
Kawhi wants to go to the Clippers, right? You yeah, know, if he I, told he bought, us. So he bought a, a house, I think we already talked about this, that was kind of far away, like three hours away from I Staples think Center. I, I think people were reading that just a vacation San Diego, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he, he makes a lot of money and wanted a house somewhere nice. How dare he? Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, so my big point here is, and the team I want to call out is everyone's talking about the Knicks getting KD and Kyrie next year. They just might and prove me wrong. But the Knicks have, uh, unfortunately, inept front office sometimes, and I think they might oh, have cleared really? Sometimes? I They've think, gotten inept everything. I think they might have cleared these spots, hoping that, they are going to be a free agent destination, which they haven't been in a long, long time. And I think that specifically the Knicks, because all these other teams still have some assets, the Knicks left themselves nothing. And so there's a chance that uh, DeAndre Jordan makes a lot of money to play for the Knicks next year. If they're not going to buy him out... Why not? Just they throw a max contract at him. Yeah, yeah, why not? I, I doubt they give him a max because a max has to be a four to five year commitment. They gave and one to I Chris know. Paul, so right. <laughs> might as well give one to the might as, might as well give one to the third member of Lob City. Oh. oh, yeah. All right, I think that brings us to our next point of what's going on with the Lakers. So we're watching them right now, and they're hanging in with Boston. It's twenty to twenty eight, but they look good. Um, they had their LeBron suffered his worst loss in his career to the Pacers. 40 points to the Pacers. An Oladipo-less Pacers. Yeah. Um, I'm, I I credit that almost entirely to bad team chemistry, right? Like, I think everyone on the team who isn't LeBron has a bitter taste in their mouth because they all know how little LeBron thinks of them. Which, the young guys, I think that's kind of shitty because I think the young guys should realize, of course you'll trade me for AD. Right. I, I think uh, I think maybe when you threw all four of them in there, Jason like, Tatum came out and said, "Of course, why would like I would yeah. have no hard feelings towards that." Yeah. I don't know how they feel. Did the Lakers ever actually throw in Josh Hart into the trade mix? Yeah, no. So the La- the Lakers' game. final deal, um, I, I believe, was uh, all four, um, all what? five of the young guys, plus uh, Rajon Rondo, plus two picks. Okay, I thought it was four picks plus. That was also another deal. Well, I know mean, there was one of those four picks plus Ingram, Kuzma, and Ball. Yeah, so they they had ones where they're like maximized personnel. They had ones where it was maximized picks, and then the Pelicans said no, do both, and they said no. Like, but a, I think the Pelicans. I don't know why they didn't take that deal, um, other than to say fuck you to the Lakers. I think the yeah. I think the Pelicans decided that they are keeping. I think the Pelicans decided a while ago that they're keeping AD through the season. I think they decided it before he asked for a trade. But I think also they are sick of the Lakers tampering with them. Oh, they they were so pissed. Yeah, and so I think they said, A, we're going to completely take the Lakers out of the trade market. The Lakers really can't make that many – they can't make a big trade because they want to keep all their assets for us, right? I also think – I know for a fact that the Lakers never once made it public what the trades were, which means all those leaks came – The the reason we know all that? No. Means it came from the Pelicans' office, which means I think the Pelicans – I think the Pelicans wanted to ruin their team chemistry. I think the Pelicans let these things go. I think I genuinely think that the Pelicans are out to fuck the Lakers. I think LeBron's agent released a lot of stuff. LeBron and AD's agent also released that, a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, which I that was a dumb move. Yeah, uh, honestly, I was so adamant towards them making all these wild claims, while these all, all these crazy offers. For Anthony Davis, when you know Anthony Davis has come out and said, hey, I would love to go to L.A. That would be great. I understand trying to get him from the Pelicans. I understand he's got a lot of trade value. But what I also understand is that if you're not getting anybody to call you back 
customer to say, hey, like, yeah. this is what we that, feel. That, that, that girl. No counter, they didn't make a single counter proposal. That, that, yeah, they, they did make one, and it was a stupid ass proposal that the Lakers immediately said no to. And it was after a bunch of time, yeah. it was like they haven't said it. Was, it, 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 was, it was, I believe it was uh, six or seven players, four first round draft picks, and three second round draft picks. And on top of that, a bunch of swap rights. Like, are you fucking which, kidding me? Which, it, it, and... That's it, a goddamn insult. Yeah, no, and I, like, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think they were ever serious for business. I think they 100%. went out to insult the Lakers. And they did. Yeah. And um, I can't believe the Lakers fell for it. Yeah. Dumbass, yeah. man. But, really? oh, you know, you know Why would you play into that? The Lakers fell for it because this could be Magic's last chance at really getting someone to play with LeBron and actually being a championship contender. Because if he doesn't... Magic has he's not gotten Kawhi. You failed on Paul George. Magic you failed, cannot you failed, afford. You failed on Paul George. Kawhi, you don't know until the summer. Magic, magic. If Magic fails three times in a row to get three All Stars to this team, I consider it. One he might be out. I consider it one because Kawhi is still on the board for the summer. As I mean, he is next year. I I, I mean, he'll be on the board this summer too. But. AD is not on the board till 2020, so you're going to keep on punting and try to keep that max slot open for him? No, I'd say you pull a max slot. Why? LeBron's not getting so any you have, younger. Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. You have your heart set on AD. It has to be AD. I think there's there's a couple AD, other guys. AD and Cl- of, the, of the people who are talking about, uh, who are being talked about as people who move, the two that, in my mind, most perfectly match up to play in LeBron's game is AD and Clay Thompson, which, had they made that trade, it looked like it might have happened. Oh yeah, and so yeah, yeah, another big three like Miami. Yeah, and so they can they can try and make other trades, but I totally see why they went all in on AD because I think AD is probably. Well, why not get Kyrie? Why not get Kawhi? Yeah. Why not try to shoot for those guys instead? Yeah, and uh, now they will. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just saying if you had to root, you I'm not saying you had a shot at winning the finals this year. But you had a sh- or oh, I guess the Western Western Conference Finals this year. Um, but you had a shot at ma- like maybe entertaining the idea yeah. if you were playing like shit now. Like every it seems like everybody's oh. team mentality is just out the window. Absolutely, I a hundred percent think that uh, the Lakers fell for the Pelicans trap. Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed in them. I yeah. really am. Yeah, they've just yeah they've dropped the ball, and honestly, they they might be wasting LeBron's four years. Yeah, they they could easily just oh yeah end up with jack shit and. One or two playoff mm-hmm. appearances. Be, be a very Lakers thing to do. In God which you God probably God. get bounced in the first round. Maybe you get past it if you get lucky, like the Pelicans did, and you play the Blazers. You all of a sudden can't make a shot. Yeah. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about the Lakers, and it's their coach, and he's on the screen now, Luke Walton. And I really find it very discouraging that you might be already talking about a different coach mid-season. I don't know where the rumors are coming from. But they're talking about his own damn players. His own damn players hate him. Not all of them, but like enough of them. JaVale McGee doesn't like him. He he called out all the veterans after the not the loss to the Pacers, but the previous loss before that. He called out every single one of them. Mm -hmm. You go go to talk to the media. Are you kidding me, man? Like I, I think he might be a little too young. Yeah. And I I, th- I think he's he has potential. If he gets if they do get rid of him, I hope another team picks him up because I do think he's a great basketball mind. But I don't think he quite has the mature. I don't think he quite has the leadership yet, and that's something you can grow. Basketball minds are hard to grow. Uh, leadership you can teach. And but also if they do go out and get Jason Kidd, that's such a bad pick. Jason Kidd is a bad head coach. 
He and he, he is the in my mind he's the exact opposite of Luke Walton. He t- no longer has a good basketball line. I'll give you, he was a great player in the 90s and 2000s, but it's a very different game, and he couldn't accept that. And Giannis Antetokounmpo got very wasted underneath him because he kept on trying to treat him like a big. And that, it's a very different player that Jason that Jason Kidd has never seen and can't adapt to. That being said, he's a fantastic leader who hits his worth. Sorry. Sorry. I had to include that. Hey, regard, I, Sam has to include everything. The reason why like Steve that. Kerr works with the Warriors is because he took – what his strength was when he played, mm-hmm. which was a very niche strength mm-hmm. of a three-point shot, and he applied it to the NBA. He now. applied it. He applied it to the NBA now, and what? It, and right now, he's probably doing the least. I mean, like, obviously, like to get all those all stars to play together, it was one thing, but like, you know, he doesn't have to worry about developing talent. He doesn't have to worry about like you've got. Five all stars on that team. It's I, I would say the Warriors is not the hardest coaching job. He's made it that way. Yeah. Before when he first started there, when you know Curry was out every six weeks with an ankle injury, and it was before Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah, that was a hard job. Well, also if you look at how their offense flows and how they always know where to be the right place, like yeah, they're very talented players, but things like that you got to credit the coach, right? Yeah. Like. The players aren't going out there developing schemes. They're understanding schemes and going into it, but the whole idea. It, like, you can break down the Warriors offense where they literally have, like, five or six good formations that almost every play that isn't in transition falls into. And they all work very well because they all play to player strength. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's good coaching. Um, Brad Stevens is one of those guys. I think Brad Stevens is a very good coach. Um, if Brad Stevens doesn't start doing more soon, I think we need to start talking about him being overrated. Well, more soon he's been with them for two years? No, it's... Or, Four years? Four or five. All right. It's been a while. Four years ago, they were in a rebuilding year. Yeah. Three years ago, they were in They made the playoffs. Yeah. No. And he's Two been, years ago, they made the fi- West Eastern Conference Finals, Brandon LeBron. Yeah. Last year, did the same thing, Brandon LeBron. I think he's done very well with what he's had, especially with last year. Last year, he didn't have Kyrie Irving, Yeah. One of the, the franchise player, and he took them all the way to the finals. That's amazing. Yeah. No, he's... Uh, took them all the way to the Eastern Conference Sorry, Finals. Sorry, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Don't wanna... But um, I I think with his team fully healthy this year, if they leave before the Eastern Conference Finals, that's when we need to start having the conversation. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, like I'm not. I don't think we need to start having it yet. But I think, especially early, I, especially early this year when they were really underachieving, that's when I started to realize. Uh, well, I say. If I'm a Celtics fan, I am worried for this offseason. So let's say you give up that big Huge. deal that you say, and then AD leaves. Then you are back with no picks, mm-hmm. very little young talent, mm-hmm. and one all-star in Kyrie who, let's say he signs, if he signs, then then you have him locked down. But it's like, then you, you've given up all your, almost all your young talent. You've given up all your draft assets, and you've got, maybe you have a championship to show for it. Maybe that Boston team's able to win. If not, you've got absolutely nothing to show for it and a mediocre team in the East. Uh, 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 if I'm a Boston Celtics fan, I am scared for that possibility. Another side note, I don't actually think the uh, Celtics are that heavily pursuing um, AD. I think that they're largely doing it to try to mess with, to largely do what Pelicans are doing, mess with the Lakers to drive up the value. I think, especially with Kyrie's future being uncertain and with AD saying he has no interest in signing that team, which... A, his dad said it. B, he wasn't on the list. And AD, I think it was just today, came out and doubled down on it again saying, I don't want to sign with the Celtics. Yeah, and so I I think Danny Ainge is smart. Look, that girl doesn't want to dance with you. Leave her alone. 
I think, what about this? You throw a really attractive trade offer knowing he doesn't want to come with you. Yeah. You're like, all right, let's see what your... your uh, so you think the Celtics are, your Pelicans are inflating, the, mar- inflating yeah. the market? I, I, think they, I, think they know, I think they know right now they can't make a trade for AD, and so they're inflating the market to fuck with the Lakers, it's which I totally get. Totally. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a Danny Ainge thing. Yeah, that's a very smart move. Yeah, Dan- Danny Ainge might be the smartest. He, he, might, be one, he might be the best GM. GM. Uh, Jerry West is pretty good, too. Jerry West is doing awesome. Jerry West is good, but I... Danny Probably one of the biggest reasons why the Warriors are who the Warriors are today. Uh, Jerry West is the Clippers. He was with the Warriors. He, okay. he, Jerry West has been with the Warriors all okay. But he's he's the Clip, he's the Clippers GM right now. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know about why he made some of the trades he made now, but... I, I like the trades they've made now. In fact, does that, ta- does that take us to worth mentioning? I, because I have a worth mentioning about specifically this. Do we already go over our cap stuff we want to talk yep. about? Yep. All right, I think that brings us to the finale. All right, Clippers turn Blake Griffin's five-year contract into Shea Gilders-Alexander, Avery Bradbury, Landry Shamit, uh, the 2026ers first, the 2021 Miami first, um, three different second-rounders, and cap space for two max slots. Um, so you said Avery Bradley. The Clippers traded Avery Bradley to the Grizzlies for Gary right, Temple that, that and that. So, Michael Green. So Gary Michael and uh, Gary Temple and Michael Green, who I'm going to do more research on, but seem like they're two pretty good role players for one Avery. They're Bradley. decent role players. They're you know 20ish minutes, eight points, nine points off the bench players. For, but for one Avery Bradley and I hope Avery Bradley has for one Avery Bradley who's like 12 points a game right now is yeah. near the player he was when he was yeah. in Boston. So. I think that's a great Jerry West move as far as like I have this really big asset, I'm gonna get I'm gonna squeeze it for every little thing I can. And he did. He got a lot he out of it. He really did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyone else worth mentioning? My worth mentioning, I already mentioned the Landry Shamit offensive foul with the Reggie Miller rule. Uh, did you just see Rozier though on that Ooh, one corner three hit? The same thing. It's such a it's And honestly, he jumped three feet forward too and so kicked his legs out. It's like Kobe. You know, basically Kobe would do the same shit and it's for balance. Like you make good shots. I get it. Um, but it's illegal. It's yeah. the Reggie Miller rule, and you can't have your cake and eat it too as a shooter. It's like the quarterbacks getting all the fucking calls. The question the is, wh- where does the line stop, and how much longer, if this happens, till all of Harden's bullshit starts getting called as offensive? I've given up on Harden's bullshit. I honestly, I watched the uh, who did they just Kings play? The Kings. They just played the Kings. They had this really shitty call against the Kings um, for Allen Harden. Yeah, again, didn't touch him at all. Yeah, it uh, was so fresh. I looked at him, I couldn't even like ex- be exasperated. Like, like, when, when I see the ones where like he catches the guy with his hand in the cookie jar and he rips up through and throws up a shot, like I, I don't, I don't, we don't, I get, I get it. I get yeah. it. I say, that's what, what, he gets so many phantom He gets so many phantom calls. I say that's what people think. It's so boring to watch the Rockets and watch Harden play because yeah. all you see is that is that and Harden going to the free throw line. Yeah, that's all He's you really see in a Rockets game. Though, guys. Well, you know when he shoots twenty five a game. Exactly. He's he shoots twenty five a game at like close to ninety percent though. Like let's not let's not discredit his free throw shooting because he shoots so many. Um do you have any good worth mentioning today, then? I do not at all right. My last oh, uh, last two things I wanted to mention. Some uh, misconception of the rules we had we didn't talk about. So in the past we talked about trading injured players and how you're not allowed to do it. You can do that. That's two that's two K it's a 2K myth. You are, as long as you, the player you're trying to trade, let's say Christoph Porzingis, passes the uh, Mavericks physical, then 
Go ahead. And it's, trade, it's 100% up to the Mavericks or passing. Exactly. Yeah. So that is that. The other one is trading consecutive first-round picks. You can kind of do just that. Not future. It's just not your – if it's not your pick, then you can trade it. If it's not um, consecutive – so like, let's say you have 28 – it's right now the 2018-2019 season, and you just traded away your 2019 pick. When it reaches 2019, the summer uh, – it would be 2020 when you can trade it again. Sorry, 2020. So yeah. let's say it becomes 20 uh, – part of the 20 season, 2020 season, you can trade that 2021 pick. Yeah. So you kind of you, you, you just can't do it for future picks. You can trade them away in each year, but you can't trade away future picks in two in a row. Correct. And yeah. you can trade people whose first-round picks who aren't your own as yes. first-round picks. So. Um, uh, actually, that's one I know because it was a big deal with the Cavs last year. You can't if you don't have your own. So last year, the uh, last year the Cavs had to hang on to the next pick because they had already traded their own. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, um, I have two more worth mentioning. Um, one, I'll be posting a picture of this on the Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at just the tip off one. No spaces. Um, it, there's a great picture that just sort of speaks to how good the uh, Warrior Stars play together, where both uh, both Clay and Steph are open on the three-point arc, and they're both pointing at the other person, <laughs> saying, he's open! Kevin Durant's on there, too, and he's pointing at somebody else, yeah, too. They're all yeah. pointing on different... It's, it's, it's a neat little picture. Uh, and then the other one, um, this, is just, this is just one of my favorite things. The Brooklyn Nets, when they were founded, they were the New York Nets. And the reason they got their name was because the owner wanted, uh, if they're going to have three of each of the major sports, they wanted to, really four, but no one's talking about hockey. They wanted them to rhyme. And so he said, well, we got the Jets and the Mets. So guess where the Nets? And that's how it happened. And that's why the Nets are called the Nets. Who did the New York never had the Jets? Uh, the New York Jets, they're in New Jersey, but they're called the New York Net Jets. No, they're the, was it hockey? No, I'm talking about the football team. Oh, oh, I think yeah. I was thinking hockey. No, 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 they have the Islanders, like, the Rangers. I was like, that's, that's, that's the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Yes, no, the New York Jets, the football team. Hockey was not a big thing. But yeah, so those are my worth mentioning. A fun little worth mentioning. Um, that brings us to um a player comparison, um, and the one we're gonna do is um, the triple doubles. This is the one Mason could worry. Been excited about. Uh, I don't think it's going to go the way he hopes. I think he's going to try to be a martyr about it, about people haters, but whatever, whatever. Um, I wasn't the one who was watching big O highlights before this podcast. I wanted, so. to, I wanted to brush up. I, I know what we Russell, never brush up before these. We I know what Russell Westbrook looks like. I didn't know what uh, big O looked like. That's what? Oscar Robertson versus Russell Westbrook. Did you know what Moses Malone looked like? That was early. Oh, get out of here. All right. Um. So. Oscar Robinson versus Russell Westbrook. Um, just r- running down through the numbers, uh, Robertson has one championship. Russell has zero. Uh, Oscar played 14 seasons. Russ uh, is his 11th. Uh, Oscar made the playoffs 10 times. Russ made it 8. Oscar had 12 playoff appearances. Russ had 8. Um, they both each have one MVP. Uh, Oscar was 9-time first-team All-NBA. Russ was 2. Um, uh, Oscar was 11-time All-NBA. Um Russ was seven. Um, Russ led the score uh, lead in scoring twice. Oscar led it zero times because he was in the league with uh, Kareem. Um, 
Oscar has an <laughs> interesting reason why he just seems. I mean, because he was the easily with the all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you're not going to like, like I said, Russell Westbrook's in a league with LeBron James, like, who's not who's not the all-time best scorer. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I said, he's going to get really martyry. Um, I'm just saying, you automatically uh, uh, Oscar. You're Rob- automatically favoring Oscar Roberts. You haven't even given a pick yet on who you picked. Oscar Roberts. You're just immediately going into it. Oscar Robertson was the assist leader six times. Russ was once. Oscar Robertson was rookie of the year. Russ wasn't. Um, Oscar had 25.7 career points per game. Russ had 22.9. Oscar Robertson had 7.5 rebounds per, per game. Uh, Russ had 6.9. Nice. Uh, Oscar Robertson had 9.5 assists per, uh, per game. Russell Westbrook had 8.5. Uh, steals per game. There's an asterisk for Oscar Robertson because they didn't start recording him until midway through his career. However, Russ beats him at 1.8 to uh, Oscar's 1.1. He also beats him in block per, blocks per game at 0.3 to 0.1. Uh, total points, Oscar, uh, total rebounds, Oscar, total assists, Oscar, total steals, Russ, but like I said, uh, Oscar only has 77 because they weren't recorded, same with total blocks, um, and total games, Oscar, so I'm gonna, all those total, I'm just gonna write off for Oscar because he played more, so that's not fair, but he is leading him in points per game, assists per game, and rebounds per game for a career, um, Oscar shot 48% from the field, um, Russ shot 43 um, Oscar played before the three-point shot, so three-point percentage is irrelevant. Uh, free, three, uh, free throw percentage, Oscar shot 84% from the line. Uh, Russ shot 80. Um, in their best season, um, they had virtually the same scoring. Oscar with 31.4, uh, Russ with 31.6. Rebounds per game, Oscar with 12.5, Russ with 11.0. Assists per, per game, uh, Oscar with 11.5, Russ with 11.1. Steals per game, Russ more than doubled him, but uh, it was late in his career. Blocks per game, Russ did four times as many, but once again, late in his career. Um, just looking at these stats, I'm going to say I give it to Oscar. He let him in most major categories. I will say, and here's your caveat, you're welcome. I didn't have to do this. I watched some Oscar highlights, and defense was just different back then. <laughs> like, it was it was not – there was no such thing as double teams. It was just all ISO, which is good. It's fine. I get that's why, why – I get why basketball was that way. But the game's evolved, and so it's a very different scheme. Um, I – are you done? I, the other thing I was going to give Russ is um, I never once saw Oscar dunk. Uh, Russ is a very above-the-rim type player um, and is possibly the most athletic point guard in the league right now. One thing I that wasn't in my uh, list that I found, can you look up their turnover numbers? Turnovers were recorded. Okay, that's why that wasn't in the list. Gotcha. I, just looking at that stats, I'm going to give a slight edge to Oscar, but I do think that Oscar couldn't play in today's NBA. But I don't know how we uh, equate for that because he's never had to. Again, and that's what's so tough about all these comparisons yeah. is that the leagues are just two extremely different leagues than, like, they're just, you know, the, 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 like, the fact that there's a three-point shot, there's a three-point line, there isn't, is just that, that right there is proof enough. It's proof enough. I mean... At the smaller level, my grandpa was number five on UC's all-time scoring list. The big obviously being number one at UC. My grandpa was not like 20th because there was no three-point line when he was playing at UC. And everyone is just skyrocketed because they got that three-point shooting line. Same things happening in the NBA. The three-point line is such a evolution of the game. 
that it's really hard, especially when you have when you have a player who played the majority of his career without that three point line and one that does with it. It is hard to compare just because and, the eras. And, and I was kind of hoping we would go without the stats and just kind of do a feel thing. Um, we just kind I'm, of go. I'm, I'm, I'm real sure, headstrong. I'm, into I'm those. sure you would. Never even gave me a chance. Go for it. Uh, the different the, the play style, the people they played with. So Russell Westbrook's played with an MVP caliber player of Kevin Durant. Oscar Robertson. Paul George again. Paul George had an MVP season. Great season. Yeah. Um, Oscar Robertson played with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. He scored all time, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think having that person keep those good players to assist to helps you out a lot in that category. Uh, Rebound-wise, again, I might call that a wash just because Russell and the play style that they want to put forth is to give him the rebound so he can facilitate the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Robertson also getting rebounds in that day. We really didn't see a lot of box outs. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of box outs, and you also didn't see four guys standing around the three-point sh- three line when the shot's going up because there was no three-point line to stand behind when the shot goes up. Everyone was kind of around the area of the glass, and if the ball came to you, that's who got the, the rebound, right? Yeah. Right? You know, there, there was, like, like seriously, in today's world, if Steph shoots up a shot, you've got Draymond on the inside, because that's where he plays, and everyone else is sitting there watching the ball go up. So, it's... And points-wise... Uh, obviously, a higher-scoring league. An amazing score down low. Um, also, really good at free throws. Russ is one of his... Big weaknesses nowadays because he's pretty superstitious, which the rule change. Which his career free throw shooting is way higher than his current season free throw shooting, which means he used to be very good. There was a rule change, and he's a very superstitious player, and he attributes that to the rule change. And for him, I don't know why. But look look at, um, what's the name? I, I get it. If, if DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's got you, really good at free throws. Yes, if you, if you get her, if you not, get Okay, not really good. good. DeAndre Jordan has improved eh, noticeably. 75 percent For a center, that's very good. But, um, no, I, I get if, if you have a routine and something bugs with your routine, that is very bad for free throws. Um, but it's been several seasons. Well, he wasn't bad last year. He wasn't bad the year before. He's literally, this is the season he has been awful at free throws. Okay. I don't know why. I, I mean, I... Said why, but like, what's, what's, come the, on. what's the rule change? Ah, uh, look it up. I'm sorry, I don't know it off the top. Are they timing the free throw line? How long you're allowed to be at the line? Did uh, you have that, a longer that's, team? That's actually been a rule for a long time. It's the Dwight Howard rule, um, because Dwight Howard used to literally take so long, and so they eventually put in a rule, and uh, that one totally tanked. Dwight Howard, I don't want to say he was a good free throw shooter, but he was a respectable free throw shooter, and he hasn't been a good free throw shooter since. But also, I mean. Dwight Howard also, I feel like Dwight Howard hasn't worked on his game in ten years. So, because he came in, he came, he came in with the same athleticism. Well, he's, he's playing with the same athleticism he has when he came in, so he yeah. hasn't adapted to anything. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad, and he's also hurt. But yeah, he could have been um, special. I cannot quickly find it. Okay, uh, but I mean, if it fucks with his routine, it fucks with his routine. The real test is going to be if he fixes it next year. That's honestly just get in the gym, pound it out, figure it out. You can see that freaking DeAndre Jordan did it. You can do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take championships out of it because completely different eras, completely different teams. Yeah. I will say that the Bucks championship was very hard fought and well earned, especially in the era that they did it. So I don't want to detract from that. 
But I do think that the competition level is it's just a different it's different. Yeah. So um, also the um, I mean I, I that's a bad point. No, I was gonna say the Thunder were never definitively the best team in the league, but the Bucks weren't really either. They were definitively a contender, but I feel like the Bucks were always or the Thunder was always sort of seen as an underdog. Yeah. Uh, how because if you if we were playing basketball nowadays and you had to pick between Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robertson, I think we would all pick oh. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But if you look at the stats, Oscar Robertson was the guy. Well, like also he, Oscar Robertson trained to play his style of basketball. Um, I think I think they both have merit for both of their yeah. reasons. But I'm yeah. trying to decide who has better. If we if we had to pick. If, you had to pick who do you pick? If I had to pick who I want on my team I, right now, I'd take Russ, but I think who is a historically so, better. What I mean, like we're doing player versus player, who's better? Uh, Oscar. He, right. just, he just put up better shots. Nathan? Probably go the big O as well. Go with the big O. Um, I honestly want to pick I, I want to pick Russell. Go for it. No, I'll you. I understand, but here's the thing. Taking out the, play, the different times that they played Taking out the championships, not that it mattered, I'd still give it to Oscar. Because yeah. he was able to take advantage of the, the league that he was playing in, no matter what, who it was, or who it was, uh, was against, and he was able to succeed. So. Mason picked against Russell Westbrook, and that's a bombshell we're going to end on. Uh, thank you all for listening to us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Podbean, at just tip off one on Twitter. Just tip off on Podbean. Just tip off on Spotify. Uh, thanks for listening.